You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the conservative crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. It is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. I did not make a podcast yesterday. I had half of it recorded, literally taking it down to the wire. Went to, ex- went to export the file, and it just crashed. It, it, just, it just didn't export. It didn't work. It basically, basically corrupted the file, so I didn't have much of an option besides not publishing a podcast. I'm sorry for that. We have a lot that I want to get into that I didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday, specifically the Donald Trump endorsement of J.D. Vance. As someone who is an Ohio commentator, as someone who is in Ohio, I follow Ohio politics the closest out of any other state. This is a terrible endorsement. Um, Don Jr., we know, uh, the president's son, Jr., pressured him to endorsing Vance. We're going to talk about why he pressured him to endorsing Vance, not for the American people, not for the Senate, but for his own personal interests. We have that on the record. So we're going to talk about that here on The Conservative Crusader. First, make sure you follow me on social media. Uh, my social media is at GOPJosh20 for Twitter, for Instagram. Uh, my Gab and Getter and Parlor and Telegram and Truth Social is all at GOPJosh. So follow me over there. Let's get into the story. Donald Trump endorses populist J.D. Vance in Ohio Senate race uh, for the Ohio Republican primary, according to Breitbart News. In a statement on Good Friday, Trump issued a full endorsement of Vance, calling him the candidate most qualified and ready to win against the likely Democratic Senate candidate Tim Ryan in the November midterm elections. We cannot play games. It is all about winning. Like some others, J.D. Vance may have said some not-so-great things about me in the past, but he gets it now, and I've seen that in spades. He has our best chance for victory in what could be a very tough race. Uh, I'm getting word that President Trump didn't even consider all seven candidates in the race. He only considered the ones that are polling high which is why not every single candidate is included in polling because they only want to include the top candidates in the polling for Trump's endorsement. We're going to play an ad from Club for Growth. I'm not the biggest fan of Club for Growth, but we're going to play the ad. We're going to talk about this ad and why they don't support J.D. Vance, and we're going to talk about why the Trump family supports J.D. Vance. If the ad wants to play. J.D. Vance, in his own words. I'm a never-Trump guy. I never liked him. As somebody who doesn't like Trump, I might have to hold my nose and vote for Hillary Clinton. I didn't vote for Trump because I can't stomach Trump. I think that he's noxious, him being really outrageous and offensive. On Twitter, Vance called Trump, quote, reprehensible, an idiot, and Vance loves Mitt Romney. I'm a never-Trump guy. That's the real J.D. Vance. Club for Growth Action is responsible for the content of this ad. That is an ad. I, um, I, I'm not being paid by Club for Growth to run that ad because it does say paid for at the end of it, but I am going to play it. And that's not even the most recent development in his anti-Trump statements. Uh, let me go to this. Uh, do I have it saved on my phone? I think I do. It was a direct message from J.D. Vance around the same time. And I'm going to read the entire thing. Uh, I'm not going to actually say the swear words, but I want to censor it just for the fun of it so you know where they are. But I'm not surprised by Trump's rise, and I think the entire party has only itself to blame. We are, whether we like it or not, the party of lower income, lower education, white people. And I have been saying for a long time that we need to offer those people something and maybe even expand our appeal to working class black people in the process, or a demagogue would. 
We are now at that point. Trump is the fruit of the party's collective neglect. I go back and forth between thinking Trump is a cynical hole like Nixon who wouldn't be that bad and might even prove useful or that he's America's Hitler. How's that for discouraging? That's J.D. Vance. That is the real J.D. Vance when he is not thinking that he has to support Trump to win, right? When he has to support Trump to get into the Senate, which is where he wants to be so he can advance his own ideology and his own goals, not the goals of the Ohioan people. In a Time Magazine article, Vance said he is a politician. He has to, quote, suck it up and support Trump. Um, Trump is implied. He said suck it up and support him. But Trump doesn't care that. Uh, Trump doesn't care that he has to suck it up and support him just so he can get elected. Because Don Jr. thinks tech is very important, you know? This is an interview with a friend of the show, Brandon Boxer. Uh, We're good friends on Twitter. Uh, He had Don Jr. on, and I want to play a clip of the interview as to why uh, Don Jr. pressured Donald Trump Sr. to endorse J.D. Vance. The tech stuff that I'm so passionate about. You know, I'm going to replay that because it kind of cut off. Incredibly strongly about China. Uh, maybe if I can rewind it here, the Apple Podcast player is terrible. The American people certainly in politics were that way. So you know, JD's definitely been that way. He feels so strongly about the tech stuff that I'm so passionate about. You know, he feels so strongly about the tech stuff that I'm so passionate about. What does Don Jr. think the future of the Trump organization is? I mean, Trump was built on real estate. The Trump name was, the family was built on real estate investment. But now, Don Jr. is signifying a leap forward for the Trump organization into tech. Look at his app, Minute by Minute um, News, MXM News, a news aggregator. So, Don Jr. is saying that Trump endorsed Vance... Because Vance cares the most about technology. And that's where he will find the Trump organization will make money in the future. It doesn't matter if he called your supporters racist. It doesn't matter if he calls your father America's Hitler. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because you know why? He's good on the tech stuff. He, he, he's good on the tech stuff. So as if there are other candidates in the race that are better than Vance, that are better on all policy, that's good on tech, that was a, literally a tech entrepreneur himself, that didn't openly bash your own support, markforohio.com. Just, just, just pointing that out there, just putting that out there, uh, and we are going to move on. We can, uh, I, I wish I had it queued up, the celebration time, come on, because it'd be a good day for that, because the Biden administration's uh, mask mandates for airplanes and other public transportation have been repealed. Am I the only one happy about that? I, I don't think so. Um, it's a great thing for for planes, and, and there are videos going around of people celebrating, being so excited, so happy that this is finally being repealed. Let me actually have it queued up now.
And we're celebrating because the mandate has been struck down by a great Trump-appointed former Clarence Thomas clerk judge. But the Biden administration can't have that. The Biden administration will appeal a ruling by the U.S. District Judge who ruled Monday that the administration's national mask mandate on public transportation was unlawful. The announcement from the Biden administration comes after U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball uh, Mazel for the Middle District of Florida ruled that the mandate was unlawful because the mandate exceeded our CDC's statutory authority, improperly invoked the good cause exception to notice the comment rulemaking, and failed to adequately explain its decisions. The Department of Justice and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention disagree with the court's decision uh, and will appeal. Um, the department continues to believe that the order requiring masking in the transportation corridor is valid exercise by the authority of Congress as given the CDC to prote- protect the public health. That is an important authority the department will continue to work to preserve. There is no science, at least publicly available, that leads me or anyone else to the conclusion that mask mandates are still required, mask mandates are still useful, mask mandates are stopping the spread. Because COVID, if you look at the numbers, is practically gone. COVID cases daily. Let's look at the daily COVID cases nationwide. We've had a really big peak in January. We all know about that when you kind of even find tests. So right now, there are approximately... 687 per day. Oh, that's Ohio only. Okay, sorry. There are approximately 41,000 cases per day on average. Per uh, per a seven-day average. So for 41,000 people, which is, let, let, let's do the math. Uh, 41,000 divided by 330 million is approximately not even close to 1% of the population. Because they're testing positive for COVID, we need to mask mandate every single person. (laughs) That's pretty funny to me. But, you know, people are going to do what people want to do. And if you want to wear a mask, this doesn't take away that ruling, but it shows that uh, Democratic politicians can tank their campaigns pretty fast. Because if you look at... Nikki Fried or Freed, I don't even pronounce her last name. I don't follow her. She is under fire because she posted a photo of her on a plane in a nice, comfortable chair. It looks like she's first class with a picture of her maskless, when it looks like probably a mask in her hand. Peace out to the TSA mask mandate, but also peace and respect to others, whether wearing a mask or not. I've read all your takes, but the mask mandates are draft. Vaccines are working. Things are getting back to normal, and it's okay for a Democrat to say it because we made it possible. (laughs) Imagine having such an ego while your own side is calling you out for going maskless on a plane. That's freaking hilarious. That is pretty hilarious. So her campaign's in the flames because she doesn't wear a mask on an airplane when it's not required. Um, When we return, a crazy, crazy story from the New York, uh, not the New York Post, I'm sorry, the Washington Post, where they dox a video aggregator, um, libs of TikTok, they dox her address, her name, the person behind its uh, information, etc. And she is hiding. She is in hiding from this because she has exposed, she has posted videos, radical videos of crazy teachers indoctrinating their children. 
um, the the radical leftist at the New York Post journalist uh, activist Taylor Lorenz was not happy about that. Um, so she doxed her. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about her safety. We're going to cover that when we return. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to be blocked from getting on the ballot because of her quote ties to insurrection. That's pretty hilarious. But we're going to talk about that when we return here on the Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. When you speak out against the powerful people, when you speak out against the people ruling over everything, like the the regime in power, the Biden regime, people are going to look down on you and say, you know what, you shouldn't be as vocal as you are. You, You shouldn't say what you say. You shouldn't post on social media what you post. And I've seen similar things happen to me, but nothing this extreme. Thank the Lord. But Libs of TikTok, which is a great... Uh, account, which is just a news aggregator, basically, that just posts the videos of these radical teachers, which they post themselves onto social media. They post them onto Twitter, what they already post onto TikTok, right? Well, a journalist from the New York Post, and I'm or not New York Post, I keep saying New York Post, the Washington Post. Which I'm not even saying journalist, okay? I'm not even I'm not I'm not even gonna use that word again. The the activist of the New York Post, the radical left activist. I mean, let me see if I can find this video of her crying when she gets doxxed. Um let's see here. She was with the MSNBC breaking down. Let's see if this is it. Single social tie. I had severe PTSD from this. I, I contemplated suicide. It got really bad. <laughs> You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's overwhelming. It's really hard. She has severe PTSD from a journalist, from from being a journalist at at the Washington Post, being on the payroll of Jeff Bezos. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. I mean, let's be honest. You can't say that your job is difficult. You can't say your job is hard when all you do is dox other people and share and ruin their lives. Libs of TikTok did nothing wrong. Okay, let let let's go to their page and see if we can find any of their normal content here. Um, almost eight hundred and sixty thousand or eight hundred and fifty thousand followers at this point. Um, they just post videos of of liberals on TikTok. That's all it is. And she harasses family members. She she harasses the family of libs of TikTok. So so let's let's find these. Let, let's go through this page. There's a picture of Taylor Lorenz in a mask, um, and kind of like a cage so to speak, and outside, like, behind a screen door, harassing the family members of Libs of TikTok's um, moderator, which I'm not going to say her name, 
Hi, Taylor Lorenz. Which of my relatives did you enjoy harassing most at their homes yesterday? She went around and harassed the family of Libs of TikTok's moderator for her journalism. But remember, it's hard being a journalist, guys. It's hard because, you know, they, they people people hurt my feelings, you know? I mean, I, my job is so hard. I just go around and attack people all day. You know, my job is so hard. My job is so hard. That gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the Internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. It's horrifying. So let's cry on camera. Well, let's cry on camera, right? She leaked the address of Libs of TikTok's owner. Okay, so in this original article written by the Washington Post, they linked to the owner's real estate license, which contained her name, her full name, and her address. And probably her current location, knowing that it was late at night when the article came out because these are newspaper articles that come out early in the morning. So they leaked her information for a significant amount of time for doing nothing wrong. Words cannot express how appreciative I am at the support I'm receiving right now. Thankfully, I'm currently holed up in a a safe location. I'm confident we will get through this and come out even stronger. Grateful for all the thoughts and prayers. Libs of TikTok put on the page. So let's see if there's a lot here. Uh, Lauren's traced Libs of TikTok back through all of her old Twitter handles, including ones that featured her real name. She also checked to see who registered the Libs of TikTok domain. Uh, The WAPO journalist noticed how software developer Travis Brown posted a thread of the account's history and profile changes. The Daily Dot also did an expose on the formerly anonymous account. The news article accused the account of having deep and far-reaching impact, plus shaping the right-wing media, impacting anti-LGBTQ plus legislation, and influencing millions of postings of viral videos aimed at inciting outrage among the right. You know, if you are upset with um, with this legislation, if you, if you're upset with these videos being exposed, maybe tell the people that post them. That's like a news aggregator, like the minute by minute we were talking about earlier, getting a hold of your story. And you're mad that they released the story and they publish it on their platform. I mean, you're, you're kidding me, right? You're actually kidding me, right? But they say, oh, it impacts LGBTQ legislation, guys. Oh, no, they're going to take away our ability to groom kids. In the article, here's a, here's a quote from the article uh, posted by uh, Christina Pashal on Twitter. It was a mutual. I didn't know that until today. By March, Libs of TikTok was directly impacting legislation. DeSantis' press secretary, Christina, uh, Christina Pushaw. Oh, it's, it's the press secretary mutual. That's awesome. I could probably get an interview with Ron DeSantis. No, I'm kidding. Um, credited the account with opening her eyes and informing her views on the state's restrictive legislation that bans discussion of sexuality or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade, referred to by critics as the Don't Say Gay Bill. They have interacted with each other 138 times publicly. So, uh, this is a... This, yeah, this is the press secretary of Ron DeSantis, which I, I didn't actually know about. That's pretty cool. But the Washington Post thinks that a press secretary impacts legislation passed through the General Assembly. What? Since when does a non-elected position have absolute power over legislation in a, a multi multiple-member body? 
That's like saying the governor of Texas can write legislation for Ohio. <laughs> this is absolutely bizarre behavior. It's deranged behavior. Uh, multiple people pointed out that Lorenz could have written a similar article identifying the lib of TikTok creator simply as a New York-based woman without revealing her identity. Followers also pointed out the radical left had no justification for exposing an account that simply reposts videos that already exist. This is the truth. All this account does is amplify left-wing voices. That's it. And the regime media wants to shut it down. So why is WAPO doxing libs of TikTok? Why is the left proud of what they've done to the people she's exposed? Are they homophobic, transphobic, ashamed of kitty groomers they've created? The truth, it's all because they want to hide the change they're doing to America. Kyler Be- Kyle Becker shared. Fun fact, if someone reposts your video and you're mad about it and they don't edit it in any way, you're the problem. There's a difference, and, and, and this is going to come back and bite me, because a video of mine was shared on Twitter from my interview, or on Facebook, from my interview with um, Governor Candidate Joe Blystone, and I was kind of upset about it, because they edited the clip to make it look like I selectively cut out part of what he said in the original interview, and I didn't, and when I tried to correct them, they deleted the comment on the post. So it's, it's, it's kind of shady. But libs of TikTok is acting as an aggregator. They're not changing the story. They're not changing the video. They're not editing the video in any way other than already done by the creator. They are just reposting the videos already created. So that brings me to my next point. If you don't want these videos to be seen, if you don't want these videos to be shared, why are you making them? If I had edited the video the way I did that was shared by the anonymous account on Facebook, I wouldn't be upset. But they edited out. They cut out part of the clip to look like I edited it. And it's kind of shady. So one more thing we need to talk about really quickly is Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to be blocked from the ballot. Well, she isn't trying, but people are trying to block her from the ballot. An attempt to bar the far-right Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene from Congress over her support of the January 6th attack can proceed, a federal judge said, setting a whirlpool of colliding constitutional interests for public import. Uh, Amy Totenberg of the Northern District of Georgia sent the case to a state hearing on Friday. A coalition of liberal groups is behind the challenge, shutting the 14th Amendment that says no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or at any office civil or military under the United States or any under, under any state who, having previously taken an oath to support the Constitution of the United States, have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Um, support of the, supporters of the... Okay, we know about that already. Uh, Trump was impeached for inciting an insurrection, uh, acquitted he is free to run again. Organizers of events in Washington on January 6th have tied Green to their efforts. Green had denied such links and said she does not encourage violence. In October, she said, January 6th was just a riot of the Capitol, and if you think about what the Declaration of Independence says, it says to overthrow tyrants. So, whatever. They're going to try to block her from the ballot because they have a problem with her. They have a problem with her politically. They think they'll be able to get someone else, I guess. I don't, I, I don't know. I have no idea. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a Republican 55 district or a Republican 45 district, one of the two. They're just going to get another Republican. It'll probably be Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband who runs in this district if she gets thrown off while they continue to sue. But I think she'll stay on the ballot. Uh, the primary is on May 25th. I think she'll stay on the ballot. I think she'll be successful. She will win re-election. Uh, even if a state judge rules against Green, she could challenge the ruling, keeping her on the ballot in order to run and win. I'm not going to comment on January 6th. I'm not doing that. So we're, we're going to move on. We're going 
We're gonna head out tonight. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end the in the broadcast here. But Marjorie Taylor Greene should not be thrown off the ballot. That's all I'm going to say. One more story from Ohio, just breaking now. A doctor accused of overprescribing fentanyl to the dying found not guilty of murder. Uh, the Ohio doctor accused of overprescribing fentanyl to his critically ill patients and hasting their death was found not guilty of 14 counts of murder on Wednesday. That was a long trial to be found not guilty. Interesting story there. I'll, I'll probably go into that a little more tomorrow if we have time. But until then, my name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. Make sure you follow me on all social media. And as always, follow me on social media, like I said, and stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 